listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You know, I used to be a player, fly girl, layer, and a heartbreaker, love make a backbreaker. But then I made a mistake. Yes, I fell in love with this ill chick, sweating me for money, my name, and the deals, Nick. My homies told me drop a cup for a whoopee for my benefits. She used to say I better quit hanging with those derelicts. Romancing is my thing, but I can't hang with no swinging hoes, scheming hoes. <laughs> Wherever my beamer goes, you know that I'm driving. Survivor in the 90s is a must that I trust that everyone listen up as my vocals get thrust. I bust my rhymes first never chasing the skirt do much work while other suckers need more time to rehearse hey welcome to the black guy to this podcast your host rod and karen we're in the house on a monday monday night return to supergirl uh <laughs> and uh yeah we gonna do our podcast thing it's just me and karen okay guys if you guys listen to the show i feel like you should already know that it's the blackout tips and that it's at itunes and stitcher and all these places that you listen to podcasts go ahead and check those bad boys out mm-hmm. um you can also do stuff like uh go to the blackout com and vote in the polls and leave comments you can leave us voicemails keep them three minutes or less 704 five five seven zero one eight six seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six we got two voicemails today but they were both like six minutes long i I don't think we can play them on the show so call back and leave a shorter one three minutes or less please um the official weapon of the show is the taser and unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you uh it's actually brought to you by a couple of sources which i probably should already have open uh first of all (laughs) thank god i've memorized all this stuff right uh first of all this podcast brought to you by bevel bevel is the first and only shaving system specifically designed for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps all you got to do is go to getbevel.com slash tbgwt that's right getbevel.com slash tbgwt they will hook your ass up with a first month free all right so let's let's get out there guys valentine's day is almost here and you don't want to be looking fresh okay just just trust me on this okay take take my word um prepare for for success is what they always say we're also brought to you by tweaked audio okay tweakedaudio.com is a place where you can get some earbuds okay i have pairs karen has pairs mm-hmm. um you know they got the all kinds of styles parkour he gones my favorite classic natural um and then they got a brand new called the heller style which is <laughs> uh bluetooth and they go in your ear and uh they feel so comfortable and they're dope headphones man so uh make sure you guys check them out they have different colors and designs and all that stuff um noise reducing i mean go with your ipods you know go with all your all your devices um and what they want to do is give you a third off Mm -hmm. in addition to that third off they also want to give you free shipping and it comes with a really very very good lifetime warranty so make sure you guys do that tweakedaudio.com and then you couldn't code tbgwt to get all that stuff i just told you go to tweakedaudio.com and in the checkout code put in code tbgwt at the checkout box all right let's get into the news all kinds of news is happening i don't even know where to start with the news um well i guess we'll start here um first of all some muslims got shot up in canada yep but uh and then when it first was reported uh people were trying to say it was muslim on muslim violence 
uh six muslim uh men were gunned down as they prayed at a quebec mosque um in this barbaric terrorist attack and yeah the people were starting to spin it i think fox news in the morning had reported like oh yeah it's some muslims and then they never went back and corrected it uh because they were going to try to say it was muslim on muslim violence which is brand new that that's that that playbook i mean as black people we understand that playbook but that's a new one to me the what about muslim on muslim violence um at any rate um it was not as you would guess it was not muslim they were white wouldn't it white come on come on guess the race white right um so uh the their uh prime minister already is uh said it's a terrorist attack right um right because that's what the fuck it is when you start burning down churches shooting people is a goddamn terrorist attack and america don't do not want to admit i have a better chance by getting shot by white supremacists than i ever will from isis and of course white people have already started the uh articles about how he was a loner and a child even though he was like 25 and you know he wouldn't hurt a fly um oh he was 27 even and they he was literally described as a child in one quote um this article loner he's the loner student accused of killing they're always loners right right then they go back and show that they've been radicalized via these forms and shit that if if a if a brown person shot up some shit and they have been on some like al-qaeda uh type forms we just say they were radicalized right dylan roof can hang out on the internet chatting and talking about killing niggas all day but he's just a loner right and when he still even though he did kill black folks right he's just a loner um uh, but yeah he um his name is alexandre bisonette um he's accused of slaughtering the men and injuring five others by opening fire on them as they attended evening prayers in quebec um the 27 year old student from the affluent suburb of cap rogue uh was described by classmates as a pro-trump loner who did not fit in well at laval university where he is studying anthropology and political sciences um pro-trump you're not even from america dog so that makes you wonder a lot of people are pro-trump what is it that appeals to a white dude in canada about trump they can't even vote for him you can't even vote for him Hmm. could it be his white nationalism could it be that bigotry could it be that xenophobia you know the ones that people claim they didn't vote for come on but yet this person knew enough to go and kill some people off of it but right people across the world have been paying attention to our election like everybody around the world was looking at america fuck up and mm -hmm. i'm sorry and there were people who actually support donald trump outside of this country yep uh he was arrested um uh sunday night at the phone and police himself from his mitsubishi where investigators allegedly found two rifles and an ak-47 he was charged with six counts of murder five of attempted murder and is likely to have more charges brought against him police said on monday originally police believed the two gunmen had carried out the attack <clears throat> that two gunmen had carried out the attack and took moroccan canadian muhammad el Qadir into custody um yeah he was the one who called 911 by the way so they took the person who called 911 into custody mm-hmm. yeah and people wonder why brown people don't call the police because all of a sudden you become a victim to the suspect yeah he's now being treated as a as a witness um so i guess that's good you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah 
uh and no one else is connected or wanted in connection with this um at a press conference on monday uh officials confirmed the suspect had been charged with six counts of murder searches are ongoing of his home and at the mosque they said it's likely he will have more charges specifically under the terrorism act brought against him as bisonet arrived at the city courthouse the first photographs of this his alleged victims emerged fathers azadine sofiane sofian uh bobakar tabiti wait tabti and khalid belkasimi i hope i pronounced all those right sorry if i didn't are among the dead three others who have not yet been named have also been killed and five more men are in critical condition so yeah man just inspired by trump random white dude not even from america not even from america dog like the, the shit that trump's talking about should have no effect on him right i mean technically right but people <laughs> when when people talk about uh the past that mm-hmm. past also goes above the border so canada got its slavery problems too because don't think slaves mm-hmm. wasn't up there some period of time don't think it ain't gentrification over there some period of time you might say it nice you might say it sweet you might even give me some maple syrup on the side but fucking racism is still the goddamn same yep um so yeah you look at him just as like a white kid but obviously with access to guns and um you know wanting to kill people meanwhile <clears throat> people were concerned about the protests at the airport becoming quote-unquote violent and you know and it's a riot because people decided to go to the airport and say you can't just restrict uh people from entering this country right legally you know right so it's it's funny what when people draw that line at what they want and what they will tolerate and what is violence and what is not violence um you know just a lot of people looking real funny in the light you know when it comes to these issues and and it's gonna be really interesting because uh, a lot of the house and the congress and they just got voted in Mm -hmm. just got voted in so they may be glad that this shit didn't happen prior to you know them getting voted in office because a lot of them lost their seats um what do you mean like well well, there's no way trump could do this before he got in office but you know if protests and shit like this would have broke out prior to them getting their election again you know because you mm-hmm. know they run every two, two years some shit like that mm-hmm. their seats would have been in jeopardy a lot of people's like i'm not going to vote for you mm-hmm. um in my opinion i i i think more people would have reconsidered it um someone probably would have ran regardless because of where they are and gerrymandering and all and redlining and all that other bullshit uh but some of them would have lost their seats i think in my personal opinion a lot of the congress and cities are fucking they're fucking cowards a lot of them aren't coming out they're not speaking on it um i've heard uh, people were saying that they're not um, answering phone calls they're hanging up on people you know mm. people that you know because they don't want they don't want to hear the people's complaint but motherfuckers they voted you they voted you in they voted you in so you are held accountable to the people and you can't have this motherfucker doing what he wants to do and people going well I'm not with that. You my representative and as my representative I should ha- I should have a right to voice my opinion to you. And basically a lot of them are showing that they're cowards. They're showing that they have no backbones. They're showing, in my opinion, that they have that they're just gonna roll over and play dead. Nobody you know, you do have people that are coming out and like, fuck this nigga. But a lot of them is motherfucking crickets. It's crickets. It, 
it's crickets it's silence governors senators there's silence mm-hmm. yeah it is a lot of people that feel like it seems to me anyway like they decided to go along to get along matter of fact right. i had stories about that uh we'll probably get to them a little bit later um i'll tell you who's not going along just to get along kurt franklin oh what happened uh he was on twitter and you know the what things go to happen on twitter um and he was just trying to you know be uh be nice like as a in the true christian spirit he said i'm i'm a christian who would rather sit at the table with a muslim brother than ban him from a home that wasn't originally mine come on and somebody responded i'll i trust you'll be leaving your doors unlocked tonight oh and your brothers want to know if you have a daughter so trying to say muslims uh are gonna rape his daughter uh like you wouldn't leave these men around your daughter because they some rapists uh and then he replied yes i have a daughter and the ability to protect her please come so i can have a reason to introduce you to it in jesus name <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now nah, you think god's property is kurt's 45 come on mm. make you want to curve stomp on a nigga <laughs> come over here if you want to yeah uh yeah, it's gonna be in the name of jesus you take this two-piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lay some hands on them these hands come on you can catch them come on for the father the son and the holy spirit come on over here if you want to thank you won't let the chopper sing like he did the, the choir gp oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> are you with me <laughs> yes that's that old school kurt franklin <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> the reason why the cop was saying come on uh, the but, reason why the bullets fly <laughs> uh, someone asked the question <laughs> <laughs> why do I shoot <laughs> cause you came on me on twitter <laughs> what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Some you may be wondering. Is it just a show? Is it just a show? Bring your ass on down here. Please let them bring. And I will let you know. I'm going to let them know, Lord. I shoot because you came. I shoot because you came. <laughs> 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 uh, yes honey don't um, child please get out of here honey i honey, I know some old school old franklin don't go there honey mm-hmm. and put that shit to a beat too mm-hmm. in the name of jesus right a uh, choir and everything put robes on while you take this ass whooping now we know what that something was when he said something about the name jesus come on it must have been that chopper <laughs> it must have been what the something was oh man yes Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, he uh he was he was ready to bust out, man. Come on, <laughs> play with him if you want to. <laughs> uh-huh. Come see me in the Lord's name. Are <laughs> <laughs> they gonna put three on you? One for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They say wherever two or more are gathered, 
these hands will be there yes! please come through yeah. <laughs> if god be for you who can be against you <laughs> no weapon formed against me shall prosper but these bullets show will hit your ass <laughs> you can meet the holy spirit and you can meet the sun right here i got them both right here and i'm gonna be god in jesus name <laughs> damn killing nigga in jesus name uh all right let's see what else happened um smack smug i mean snacks smugglers beware there's a theater in new york that's tired of people bringing food into the movies and not paying 55 dollars for some popcorn and a drink so they warning culprits you will be forced to eat in isolation mm-hmm the name of the theater is Cinepolis. What, 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 I don't understand. Like, they gonna be like, you, you, you get your own private screening now because you decided to bring some food in? I don't understand. It's a theater in Chelsea. Uh, and it says, um, you can leave your tote bags and your puffy jackets full of hidden snacks at home because there's a new sheriff in town. They were reported, moviegoers were reportedly searched, then sent to a corner with any contraband before being able to enter the theater wrongdoers were given their own timeout corner to eat what they could before the show so you can eat your food but you can't bring it in so if you bring something with you you better eat it outside because once you come in you got to leave that shit at the door most theaters don't allow snacks inside but the synapolis theater was reportedly harsh in the way they sent offenders on their own uh adam schiff told the post clearly the owners want to punish moviegoers by forcing them to sit in the isolated area even though patrons shell out 17 dollars and 75 cent a ticket come on per person Mm -hmm. uh they have to wait to finish their snack a post reporter was ominously warned by a ticket taker to finish their hamburger on friday a spokeswoman for the theater said they weren't trying to simply snack shame she said our policy is what the fuck is it then if a guest comes in with a large bag it's searched for safety reasons Mm-mm. what's funny is the dude that shot out the theater they don't never be carrying a purse you know what i mean <laughs> they just going through the purse looking for skittles talking about it's for your safety it's for your safety anyway skittles are seventeen twenty-five at the uh at the mm-hmm. concession stand right and all you all you know what's gonna happen your business is gonna tank people go fuck i'm not i'm if i can't bring my food i'm already paying fucking 20 20 dollars a person to go mm. and i got this buy your expensive shit i'm not coming to your movie theater no more if food is found during that search guests are asked to finish the food outside the theater to bring it to their cars what happens if you bring a gun and my thing is this them people y'all paying seven seven fifty an hour y'all expect them to do all this the, 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 that, that's who doing it yeah. right 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 the people who probably don't give a fuck they're doing it now i'm gonna see how long this is gonna last because you know mm. everybody the manager probably behind them keeping out you know how it is when you first put policies on but i thought people gonna be like fuck it I, I don't care enough i don't care i just want to know what they do if they find a gun sir 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 you need to go to the corner and shoot all the people in the corner before you can come in the theater right the all the people all the people over there trying to get in here with, with the free food that's when what the, you shoot when the movie starts you have to leave the gun outside so you can kill all the people you want to outside but you cannot come inside and shoot, and shoot nobody i'm sorry sir <clears throat> in august student priscilla Benelos, 18 from turlock california and her three friends cut open watermelons stuffing their snacks inside and then wore them under their skirts as baby bumps watermelons <laughs> how the fuck you chop what are you big a, a boy too a cutting boy 
well people have made a game out of white people have made a game a mockery out of sneaking into the theater they do stuff like pretend to be fat and have their friend like hug up on them and walk in and they's like i snuck another person into the theater you know stuff like that right and uh it's one of the reasons i think they're gravitating towards um uh assigned seats because so you just don't have to worry about this shit because you if somebody show up and you in my motherfucking seat and i paid for that seat you got to go home boy you know like it ain't nothing personal but uh i will call the management and say uh get this motherfucker out of my seat i will in a heartbeat i mean i believe in a lot of things but not that kind of immigration not into my seat Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's a democracy i put up a wall uh, all around the seat all around my seat <laughs> but oh, yeah that's you know uh yeah because yeah. yeah and 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 the thing is it, it is a cultural difference because i think yeah one time man you went to the movie theaters and these white folks were lit they bought a whole bottle of wine or something they did they bought beside us they were drinking so much they were like y'all want something we was like nah would you be yeah good? they bought they brought wine and, and cups i and mean stuff. yeah that they, they literally <clears throat> was like uh yeah Boop. i was like what the fuck is that <laughs> um yeah it was weird it was i was it was, at a, it was at a screener too mm-hmm. like they go to all those i guess uh speaking of food taco bell's new naked chicken chalupa is their next big hit <laughs> mm-hmm. naked chicken naked chicken chalupa mm-hmm. i didn't know chicken had on clothes in jesus name ah! a taco is a uh, clothes karen oh it's what? clothes it's burrito and taco clothes you take that shell off and then it gets sexy on you, Karen. Well, then what the fuck? Okay, but well, I don't want to stand in. So, what you gonna hand me some chicken? Uh, the idea is pretty simple. Take a piece of breaded fried chicken, fold it so that it doubles as a taco shell. Once it's shaped, the fried chicken shell is filled with shredded che- lettuce, diced tomatoes, shredded cheese, and an avocado ranch sauce. Oh, they're trying to kill somebody. Doesn't sound half bad. You get a taco and you get fried chicken. This day version of Double Down as soon as it launched social media blew up and immediately took to posting photos of the new fast food item a simple idea that's been making waves across the sea of likes there's pictures of some mm-hmm. i want your hands get oily and greasy i mean it comes with an actual like you can see that it comes with a paper thing oh, okay i'm looking like your hands would be so oily well you also don't eat three at a time karen just just promotional pictures <laughs> <clears throat> but uh yeah this is the newest innovation uh since the doritos loco taco um so what do you think can you gonna try it Mm-mm, i didn't try double down either Mm-mm, good mm. i didn't try double down either but i already tried this, this you morning. did how mm. was it it was delicious this is the best thing i eaten there for a while it was it got some kind of sauce on it man that shit good <laughs> i don't know what's in that sauce because i was just like trying it for the show i was like i'll okay. eat some yeah, about- if i don't like it i'll tell the people on the show just like when i tried the waparito and it was the nastiest fucking thing i ever eat in my <laughs> life but it was good for the show okay you know? i said waparito sounds disgusting but this shit was good like i would order this again you know mm-hmm. what i mean like okay. it was it was different you know because it's the I chicken was, breast that? like shell but it's no different than like eating a chalupa or something okay wh- shell. what's the texture like is it <clears throat> i mean it it's like a it's like a chalupa like with the bread kind of thicker than the other bread but it's just chicken you know what i'm saying i don't I'm saying? know if i've ever had that chalupa 
Oh, well, you're not a very adventurous Taco Bell eater. You Mm-mm. you only get the same thing every time we go. <laughs> yep. So you wouldn't understand. Mm-mm. But other people out there, it's like just a thicker crust. It's just like a chalupa or the, the, those, uh, yeah, just those, you know, non bread type, but but it's chicken. I, was like, I know what non bread tastes like. Yeah, but it's chicken. Okay. So, anyway, it got some sauce in the middle. That shit was what set it off. They should just put that sauce on the other shit. <laughs> if I make it I mean, taste better. It really, I don't think it was the, I don't think the, the actual chick, I don't think any of that made it great or whatever. It's just that sauce was, I was like, what is, cause I was gonna put some, some other, some hot sauce on it or whatever. Right. And I was like, it don't even need no sauce. Like it's, it come with pre-sauced. It's good. Starbucks promises to hire 10,000 refugees after a recent travel ban. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll be going to get me my expensive ass uh, grande strawberry frappuccino and a piece of lemon cake and paying $10 then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about how much it costs you. Howard Schultz, CEO of Starbucks, announced in a public statement that the company will hire 10,000 individuals in the 75 countries that Starbucks is located in. Wonderful. The act is a concerted effort to welcome and find job opportunities for those escaping war, violence, persecution, and discrimination. We're living in an unprecedented time, one in which we are witness to the conscience of our country and the promise of the American dream being called into question these uncertain times call for different measures and communication tools that we have used in the past than we have used in the past if there's any lesson to be learned over the last year is that your voice and your vote matter more than ever we are all obligated to ensure our elected officials hear from us individually and collectively dope because you know corporations are people no so they're not they can speak up no they're not people okay apparently they're not people according mm-hmm. to Karen. uh azalea banks defends donald trump travel ban in a rant at rihanna <laughs> she going at riri riri the wrong way riri the type of person she won't say nothing to you but she be doing shit you be like, i know she fuck with me after rihanna uh apparently wait rihanna's outrage at president donald trump ordered to restrict immigration and travel right. from several muslim countries set off and set off azalea banks on sunday the rapper ignited on social media a, a few with a feud few that's mighty important uh media a few with rihanna while declaring her support for trump's executive action after rihanna tweeted on saturday that she now keep in mind she also volunteered to perform at the inauguration uh and did not get invited of course <laughs> of course she's such a professional troll uh at any rate um she uh tried to set it off a, a few while declaring support for trump she tweeted on saturday rihanna tweeted on saturday she was disgusted by the band calling trump an immoral pig yeah i'm that's valid uh-huh. is there a debate about this uh she said disgusted the news is devastating america is being ruined right before our eyes what an immoral pig you have to be to implement such bullshit or bs she put but you know um so uh we close that um so then azalea banks went on instagram and said as far as rihanna who isn't a citizen and can't vote and all the rest of celebrities who are using their influence to stir the public 
you lot really really need to shut the shut up and sit down stop chastising the president it's stupid and pathetic to watch all of these confused people confuse other confused people hoping the president fails is like getting on an airplane and hoping the pilot crashes what makes you think the usa is going to enter the middle east destroy a bunch of shit and pull out without any real repercussions for exclamation points uh, in a post that is no longer visible, Banks added that an American who enjoys her safety, as an American who enjoys her safety and overall ability to maintain a certain level of ignorance as pertains to the world outside of our borders, I'm 100% shook about the open borders and would be really scared for myself and family if any parts of that war began to become real on this soil. Now, what's funny about this is, she's one of those people that adopted the culture of immigrants even though she's not one and was like talking you know what i mean like she's just such ah she's a terrible person (laughs) i was gonna try to make sense of it but you can't yeah you can't what a horrible horrible terrible ain't shit ass person just you're 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 whack uh at any rate um rihanna did respond what did we say yeah bad girl riri on uh, instagram uh she put a picture of herself up um and said the face you make when you're when you as an immigrant as stay away from the chickens uh <laughs> hashtag i heart nuggets yes i love the shade <laughs> oh wait hold on i'm sorry the face you make when you uh at, when you are immigrant and it says bb and it says hashtag stay away from the chickens hashtag i heart nuggets hashtag save our hands <laughs> Cause remember she killed them chickens in the closet, um, as Azalea Banks. Yeah, she sacrificed them chickens. Oh man, she the best. Ain't she though? Won't even say your name. Mm-mm. Meanwhile on oh, Instagram. Instagram. Oh man. So yeah, she uh, went in, and then of course, <coughs> not to be outdone, her uh, fans. <laughs> not the, to be outdone. <laughs> the rihanna navy had to get involved because you know they don't play that shit either Mm -mm. um so they started posting pictures and memes of uh azalea banks and i mean they went to town to be honest with you it really was a fair they is ruthless you know people think the beehive bad damn damn shame what they did to that dog damn Uh, shame immigrant at send at send for riri at send for re posted a picture of zelia banks uh where she clearly had an unfortunate hair follicle situation and it said i would say re snatch azalea's edges but there isn't much to snatch oh yeah so i posted a picture of uh wendy williams azalea banks really trying to shave rihanna when rihanna's legs have more net worth than her whole discography tragic <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, and oh they had an original response that azalea Banks said no this is all stupid and wrong after rihanna had called uh trump uh immoral pig uh is she even american can she even vote we started a war we have to finish or else it will finish us trump is simply finishing the job not because he wants to but because he has to if we don't terror will spread through turkey and into america we fucked up big time we need to very ungraciously end this war and just deal with the new blood on our hands all great empires fall as will this one but for now we're just getting started we are set to take over the world take over and control the entire planet as we will our failure is not now 
And of course, that was when uh, she said to leave the chickens alone. Someone said, today's lit as fuck. Play soccer on a dirt field with the most beautiful kids. Oh, that's Rihanna. Play uh, soccer on the field with the most beautiful kids. Machingi, North Malawi. Hashtag CLF. Hashtag GC. Hashtag GPE. Okay. Um, oh, it's a video. Well, I mean, if she gonna put the video up, I got to watch. I got to see. I mean, it is Rihanna. Let's just see what she's what she got going on. I don't know. Um, what what exactly she would be doing? She might just be soccer, but it's Rihanna. Yes, 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 She was out there playing soccer with no bra on. I see you, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelia Banks uh, says, uh, what, Riri, what Rihanna meant was, I grew up playing soccer in a dirt yard with a coconut and opened my legs for any and every motherfucker who I think I can get to write me songs or buy me drugs. I can barely perform because I line my brown blunts with crystal meth and I'm often very winded on stage. So. And then... Uh, <laughs> Rihanna put a, a picture of a flag over somebody's head and it's and put the face you make when you scream it in an empty room. <laughs> uh Rihanna changed her Ivy to the text she got from Azalea, I'm screaming. Uh, and the text is, I don't have to do anything to you, miss. Beyonce is already working heavy on you. Every, ever think to stop and think that's why you have a drug and sex addiction. LOL, girly, best of luck. Uh, Rihanna made her avatar that text. Oh my God. That's what you do. Oh, she's so fucking. <sighs> she's amazing. That's what you do. Uh, another text says, girl, grow the fuck up. You're a fucking weirdo. You still pressed about Reese scrapping you from the album you and your battery shaped nipples can go to hell <laughs> you're sitting here without a career or a record deal with a hairy ass pussy you bleach your skin because you want to be beyonce but you will never prevail you are an f-list celebrity give it up delicious what who i don't even know who said am i speaking to a rat <laughs> who is texting this oh she must have had her number out there oh that's why she put her number out there in the all oh, so the fans started texting her oh bitch you getting lit up <laughs> i'm about to start swinging okay i'm not gonna lie heavy metal and reflective heavy metal and reflective or whatever that shit was called was tight as fuck but you done mess with the wrong bitch bitch square up <laughs> oh man and then azalea banks drop put rihanna's number on instagram and then deleted it oh man zay got the nerve to send rihanna best of luck like her career ain't the one on a chokehold oh no <laughs> oh no i don't agree with her putting her number out there but oh no so azalea is sitting on her floor mattress refreshing reads instagram every five seconds if you say Azalea face three times in the middle, she'll appear and start an argument with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was real good. I'm sorry. That was good. <laughs> oh. When will people learn not to come from Rihanna? We will drag you by the hair directly to hell while her nail, pol- nail polish is still drying. 
<laughs> Azalea Banks always trending on Twitter, and it's never about her music. Ever. <laughs> it's the truth. I didn't, you know, initially I didn't know she meant music, y'all. I'm gonna keep this real. So I'm saying Azalea has nothing to lose and is still losing. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Rihanna said Azalea Banks' number as her icon with, with then changing it to a kiss is the, is the level of petty I strive for. So it was, okay, so it was her phone number for a little bit. Then Rihanna changed it to her face, blowing a kiss. Azalea Banks better be glad she's dealing with the grown, humble 2017 Rihanna and not the I don't give a fuck 2012 Rihanna. <sighs> Stands don't never change. <laughs> y'all, y'all really are the best, man. Y'all bring me joy in this world. Um, <laughs> they are something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, because she had to say some, some shit about somebody that's doing way better than her. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not what she does. She don't... She don't ever, well... Talking to you, Mike. Oh. Go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, because with her, it's just one of those things where it's like, she just wants to pick a fight. Like, it don't matter who you are. Famous, non-famous. She just picks fights. Mm-hmm. Anyway, still ain't heard none of her music. Been years now. Oh, I... I feel I, like I've been covering her drama for years, and I still ain't never been inclined to click play on none of them albums. I, I... It's like, I don't know if this is your promotion, but how's it helping? I don't know. I think you may have played like a snippet or something like that. A long time time ago. ago, I haven't heard anything on play since then. Mm -mm, I know nothing about her. Ah, well, some people can't help themselves. Nope. But for some people, that's just her thing. Like, like, literally, that's how you stay relevant. Uh, Twinkies ice cream is now on grocery store shelves. I wonder how that tastes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, it's only one way to find out. Uh, but yeah, they got Twinkies ice cream. It's in snowball flavor, regular Twinkie flavor. Snowball. Yeah, the the pink snowballs on oh, the inside. Okay. I got chocolate and stuff. Uh, so yeah, they got different flavors or whatever. So if you guys are in the Twinkies, <clears throat> in the Twinkies, I don't know if I, I was in the. I don't think I'm in the Twinkies like I'm that. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm, mm. Like maybe they had them like Swiss Miss things or whatever. I do that, but I don't do no Twinkies. That's right, yeah. I ain't Twinkies. I feel like I'm in a sponge. I'm not Swiss Miss. Swiss rolls. If they had Swiss rolls, maybe then. I like those when I was a kid. Um, a lot of people love Twinkies, but that ain't my thing. There's a robotic barista that is now serving really fast. So hurry up with them ten thousand jobs, Starbucks. Apparently, this robo barista can make like uh what was a hundred and twenty drinks in an hour. 120 coffee drinks an hour um and yeah it, it says for about a year the firm there's a firm that built a toll booth size cafe x with a sleek industrial design the automated cafe offers seven drinks like espresso and cafe latte for two dollars two dollars and 25 cent to two dollars and 95 cent for an eight ounce cup and the app allows for mobile orders <clears throat> A quick sample of drinks, each flavor with hazelnut, caramel, or vanilla can attest to the quality. The robotic arm moved a cup between several stations from beans freshly ground to the pouring of the coffee. Uh, Three nearby order stands offer basic options, uh, drink flavor and intensity of flavor after customers enter the mobile number to get a four-digit code and pay. They are texted when the drink is ready. The process typically takes a few minutes. The robot has been programmed to toss a drink and make another if necessary. 
um <clears throat> so come get your shit i guess if you're late or something i don't know right it, it's like look i'm programmed to move quickly you fucking around that's on you and if your order wrong that's on youtube who you who you gonna scream at when the robot fuck your order up they're gonna be like nope this is what you programmed me to do that's what it did the cafe x is part of a growing fleet of robots designed to serve the public and service industries such as food delivery retail call centers and education robotics rapid leap out of the r&d lab and into our homes and stores is coming an awkward time for the industry coinciding with an election one partially on trump's promise to reinforce to enforce a renaissance in u.s manufacturing jobs but Jay coming back I'm poor, <clears throat> I'm poor, silly people yep people gonna miss being able to fuss at the barista y'all gonna miss the days of them getting your name wrong come on and then we go enjoy that robot coffee and then at the same time complain that people ain't got jobs that's just what that's just what we do correct <laughs> i'm gonna go to the robo teller also why they ain't hiring more people at starbucks other than the it guy i don't understand this country uh cal Penn is raising money for syrian refugees in the name of a racist internet troll who is a cal Penn? cal Penn is a star harold and kumar um he was not harold the asian dude he was kumar okay i know he was uh he's raising tens of thousand dollars for syrian refugees in the name of an internet troll who attacked him on social media the indian american actor who served as an aide in the obama administration was subjected to racist abuse on instagram after posting about president trump's abhorrent executive order banning travelers from seven muslim majority countries from entering the united states families are being torn apart shame on shame on us wrote Penn. what donald trump and the republican party are doing is wholly un-american um a short time later he received a message telling him you don't belong in this country you fucking joke uh, <clears throat> man muhammad the iraqi refugee who has a ridiculous story of getting here had his dad coming to visit homie was turned away from his flight from qatar to lax when he was informed all visas for iraqis have been canceled by trump this dude did so much for our country and he's getting fucked by us left and right this is the same homie who was whose wife was beat up in uh trader joe's parking lot in long beach for wearing a hijab and so um uh that that's the photo that's the of a text and so then his caption was my friend mike just sent this heartbreaking text about the, his refugee fam friend families are being torn apart shame on us this is un-american what donald trump and the republican party are doing is wholly un-american right <clears throat> so the troll sent him a message or whatever and rather than responding kind pin opted to take the high road to the dude who said i don't belong in america i started a fundraiser page for syrian refugees in your name he posted um uh and he he put a clickable link in my profile if you would like to donate uh crowdrise.com donating to syrian refugees in the name of the dude who said i don't belong in america fundraiser cow pin Penn set his initial fundraiser goal at $2,500. At the time of publication, roughly six hours in, he has brought in over $83,000. That's what I'm talking about. All money will be donated to the International Rescue Committee. To donate a few bucks to yourself, you can click on the link. Wonderful. Yeah, that's one way to handle a troll. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the eyes of the world on you. You know, use that shit. Yup. Um, <clears throat> oh, somebody made a remix of that song uh, well you remember the video we played saturday that catch me outside how about that uh so somebody uh just like the um beans greens to that like all right just like that uh somebody made a remix to catch me outside um okay. and it's everything all right i'm ready i'm putting it in the chat i so think you, at least i think i'm ready uh so you can see it in the chat uh 
So let me play I'm it. I'm gonna get you, bitch, and I'm gonna get you when you least expect it. How about that? So yeah, I love it. Um, it's yeah, not as good it. as being Green's man, you know. But I do like the. I like. I knew somebody was gonna remix that shit. As soon as I heard, I was like, "Who gonna put the trap beat under this? Who gonna edit this together?" And I'm glad they did. Barack Obama praises protesters in his first official statement since leaving the White House. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, he ain't the president. He see always who he my president. Mm-hmm. but he ain't the president of everybody anymore so he can come out and speak about it yeah i mean i i'm not surprised mm-hmm. you know people it's funny though i saw people being like he need him and hillary they need to come out and say something they have, their silences i'm like you didn't pick them right what, so what, 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 what was so the fuck that i doing for two years prior prior to the election he told you in every fucking campaign speech for Hillary Clinton, what it was, democracy's on the ballot. You know, it was, it was a guy who fundamentally believes in the highest office in the land and the ability for people to come together and create the change that they want to see. It's that dude versus a guy who's treating the presidency as a dictatorship. I mean. Right. And, and, and I <laughs> think for me, He's not obligated to say anything because honestly, he done done his job. Yeah, him and Hillary. I wouldn't say shit. Especially Hillary Clinton. I wouldn't say a motherfucking thing about Hillary Clinton because y'all didn't vote for me. Fuck y'all. Yeah, that's how I know. What, 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 what I got to say? Nothing. Yeah, that's how I know that Obama's better than me because. I wouldn't have said shit. If I was President Obama, I'd be like, man, this is what y'all wanted, dog. Y'all said y'all wanted it, right? I mean, most of these people that are complaining about him not saying nothing are the same people that shitted on him for eight years anyway now why you want him to speak now yeah you want to come back and save you like you fucking thought that the way he governed was terrible so welcome to the new dude you know what i mean but whatever Mm -hmm. um they have protest in march in less than nine days in office yeah yeah he basically said yep i support them people marching good job everybody um and going back on vacation don't say nothing else Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh let's get into some uh fucking with black people, everybody. Where's my uh fucking with black people music, by the way? How about that? Uh, take your time, Spotify. There you go. <laughs> Bye. 
fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles that make us feel fucked with, and we go ahead and score those bad boys uh, from zero to a hundred intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, uh, everybody. That's right. Everybody is up for play. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, the first article is about um, about weed, Karen. Okay. what about it all right apparently dr wesley muhammad uh says that weed is bad for us as making black men gay hotel dude uh he's like a muslim preacher like, why is this playing like this this is weird oh now i gotta close this let me try <sighs> try playing the video from here Sorry, just started acting stupid for some reason. Auto playing. Anyway, um, is Dr. Wesley Muhammad. He's one of Minister Farrakhan's most trusted associates. Uh, and he just delivered a speech on the effects of government issued marijuana. Cause you know, uh, apparently the government issued marijuana is a little bit different than, uh, I guess regular marijuana. So we end up with these situations here where, um, you can uh you can be turned gay from smoking marijuana according to him that's not true well um i'm assuming he's a doctor dr wesley muhammad so did he name himself or is he a real doctor from an accredited university i don't i don't know how he got his doctor um handle exactly i don't know okay if it was the rabbit you know, that the you draw the on. told you know told me that you know you could actually make your own name up i don't know if it was the rabbit that you draw on the back of the brochure and you mail it in and you get the arts degree type doctor i don't know if it's the okay. uh devry doctorship program uh you know i'm not sure it's like a pickup artist course where you graduate you become a doctor of love I don't know if it's like Dr. Dre, you know, and I don't just mean the dude from The Chronic, but also Dr. Dre used to hang out with Ed Lover and nobody ever talks about him anymore. I don't know what kind of doctor he is exactly, but he's called Dr. Uh, Wesley Muhammad. So, uh, and yeah, he wanted to let us know that uh, the government is after us. Hmm. The title of this is looks like Star Wars, and it says "We the Gods." Yeah, I came from Hotep shit. Mm. Why are you stealing from George Lucas the white man's lettering though? I'm just saying. Come on. The Depo Provera that our government targeted you and I with actually induces chemically induces homosexuality. Mm. in men do you follow now no, no i do not follow many drugs they say besides these anti-androgens such as depoprovera many drugs such drugs appear to at least partially divert or block masculinization of the nervous system during neural organization many drugs besides these have a partial demasculizing effect the list i don't know if demasculizing is a word it is not sir 
Okay. All right. This includes barbiturates, which are drugs, yada, 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 yada. How you going yada, yada when you was breaking down them big-ass science words? That might be important. Yada, yada, marijuana. Uh-oh. Your weed family is subtly, partially feminizing you. We have documented. See how quiet it is? Because everybody should be shaking their heads. I hope it was quiet because it's really hard to say anything when your head is in your hands and you are just ah! looking down. Thinking, words. What kind of decision did I make to come in here today? Shouldn't we be talking about the, the ban on the immigration today? Nope. Okay. Right. Right. How about we? Right. right. Creek is over there too. See how quiet it is? What? What? You want to get up and walk out on me like the LGBT walked out on the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan in Long Beach? That's what you want to do? They stood up for clap for that. Balling. And he probably said that because some folks got their ass up and they walked the fuck out because they was like, this motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, he's spitting that bigotry, talking about gay people and shit, and people get up and walk out. Um, and a lot of people, even though their religion is about bringing people to god mm -hmm. they really take pride in running people out of their out of their churches mm -hmm. okay. okay well if you don't now i'm gonna work hard to make you we have documented that the enhanced weed now look In this confession, marijuana is identified by the conspirators as an anti-androgen drug that? that assaults, that blocks the development of masculinity. We have documented that it's documented, Karen. What studies we that done? hit the streets? Oh my college. Karen, he has a screenshot that has several highlights on it. This is evidence. In the late university. The university of Hard Knocks. Came through CIA laboratories and passed first through the hands of CIA assets before you were ever able to light it up yourself. We have also documented that not only... Now, how do they know which ones, if it's government weed, how do they know I, I, I which know. one's going to the black people and which one's not going to the black people? I don't know. It all looks the same to me. I, I don't know. And then, like, do are black people all getting prescriptions for weed? Do we stop? Is the weed dealer out of business in the black community? He's not. I'm just wondering. Does this, does this now popular government touch weed? Now, see, that's why you need to get your weed from me, okay? I'm going to be out back. All right, I'm selling 20s, nicks, and dimes in the name of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Let me know. What's up? Get at your boy. All right? And if you got some Christian friends, bring them around back too. Long day money spend. Uh, just holler at your boy, Dr. Wesley. I'll be in the parking lot opening ah, the trunk. With this increased THC content, <laughs> not only does it diminish... It just made me think about David Wayne's like, increase THC content. Excuse me. 
tlc content okay do you even know what that means because i ain't too proud to beg okay oh lord <laughs> in this executive cognitive function yeah bro you you're pretty functional when you lift it that is that is true you can go to work and if the job ain't too complex you can do a reasonably good job at it we we don't mess with nigga stuff with nigga stuff okay oh, okay didn't know you could say that in church i might have to start going now didn't, didn't know a doctor could do that in a speech full of in front of people yeah I, you know I, you know I, there are doctors say niggas but they normally don't say it in, in the speech like this now unless they actually talking about slaves and them being called negroes and niggas mm-hmm. i mean he makes some good points is what i'm saying karen i mean we we, we it's funny you know we laughing but it's also you know very accurate too i got another speech of his uh that he had too that was uh uh in my opinion especially informative as well uh, let me see if i can play this sermon you say so. man you guys ain't had no waffles like these these waffles are so good they like they come from down south these buttery motherfuckers are melting your mouth man you ain't had no wait go on what did you just say you said melt in your mouth Quick. What else melts in your mouth? Uh, M&M. Exactly. And not in your hands. And who makes M&M's? The white man. Oh, dear, dear. Mars Candy Company makes it. Yes, right. Those white men. Mars is also the Roman god of war. That's what I'm talking about. Who is the Greek now you take mars and spell it backwards drop the s that's right and ram is the sociological sign for aries oh now then aries is half sister is athena now you get athena which is the capital of greece and as we all know Zodiological astronomy was created by the Greeks in 785 BC. BC. And 785 is the area code of Topeka. Oh my God. 785 is the area code to Topeka, Kansas. Cold Kansas. Now you take that, spell it backwards, drop the S. Snake, snake, snake doctor, yeah. Yes. Yes. And brothers, who is the Greek? demigod of medicine who believed that snakes tongues had mystical healing powers asclepius of course he had a staff with snakes intertwining all around that bitch they call it asclepius's staff it's a symbol the medical field uses to this day i've seen it now what legend involving snakes is in both greek and roman mythology come on it involves asclepius's own father apollo yeah, thanks, lady. That's right. Yeah. Apollo slew the serpent at Delphi, mm-hmm. which was a big-ass snake. That's right. And what, brothers, is the biggest snake in the world? The South American anaconda. What she said? Anaconda, anaconda ball, nigga. And what 
is the slogan for Anaconda Malt Liquor. Anaconda Malt Liquor gives you Woo! Gives you what? Woo! And who else is famous for? Little, Little Richard. Richard. Who? Little, Little Richard. Richard. So, what they really saying is Anaconda Malt Liquor gives you what is another word for Richard? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Zero to a hundred, Karen. A hundred. That that shit don't make no sense. Yeah. The government. Weed. And people listening to him trying to make y'all gay. Uh, yeah. I gotta give it. I gotta give it a hundred, dog. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We need a little more proof to the screenshot, mm-hmm. dog. It's a lot of people that smoke that, and they ain't no one that gay. I would need a little bit more proof then. So if you already gay, just make it straight. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, is it reverse? Does it make it, Does it make you extra gay? Does it make Do lesbian you, women want to have sex with dudes? Like, I, what is the rules? I, I, I don't know. I don't understand Do, what the rules are. I don't are. know. So, if you're already gay, do you start like glowing and the colors of the, the gay pride flag? I is mean, being gay just the absence of testosterone? Is that scientifically proven? I don't gay know. Gay men don't produce testosterone? Is that what we're saying? They do. Are we saying if we, if we scientifically test gay men, we will come back with less testosterone than straight men I, I i feel like there's a lot of a lot of leaps and bounds being made here a lot of leaps um espn host sage Steele um apparently was uh criticized for complaining about the trump airport protest and who was a sage Steele? we talked about her before when she talked about kaepernick no she talked about players um about kneeling for in miami for the national anthem and how un-american it was oh that chick on twitter and then yeah and then she mm-hmm. wrote a long ass piece about how brave her white family members and white husband were for loving her black ass and stuff like that um so apparently she was headed to you know super bowl or whatever when people shut down the airport um and she got pretty mad about it um she hopped on Instagram to vent her frustration at the crowd, saying she was that sad. She was sad. So many protesters were happy with the disruption they were causing. Um, she said, "So this is why thousands of us dragged luggage for nearly two miles to get to LAX, but still missed our flights. Fortunately, a seven-hour wait for the next flight to Houston won't affect me that much. But my heart sank for the elderly and parents." with small children who did their best to walk all that way but had no chance to make their flights i love witnessing people exercise their right to protest no you don't the two times that you talked about it you said how fucked up it was right you when are you talked about how great it was but it's sad to me to see the joy on their faces knowing they were successful in disrupting so many people's travel plans yes immigrants were affected by this as well brilliant uh us um one of the things that's interesting and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting if and when espn decides to do something about this shit they don't really like when there are people talk about politics and everybody else seems to fall in line with that rule of all right y'all don't want us talking about this shit so we're not gonna talk about this shit but she just be out here wilding like i do what the fuck i want to do with her like fake ass white privilege um 
she didn't respond to a request to comment of course predictably the post led to criticism on social media several sports reports and reporters and television anchors joining the fray questioning her comments longtime sports illustrated writer nfl network analyst michael silver was among the critics telling Steele she he had tremendous respect for her but in terms of the protest sometimes standing up for what's right provokes inconvenience and all one thing that's going to be interesting about the backlash this time last time you was talking about something that really only black people cared about right and most white people were either indifferent to or just flat out against uh the black athletes that were you know kneeling for the national anthem but this was shit that impacted them that's why so many people showed up and protested Mm -hmm. but now white people care about this um i don't know if it impacts them or not i just know they care about it mm-hmm. i can't even say but, it necessarily but some of it impacts too, them. not everybody yeah a lot of those people just showed up because they don't fuck with trump and they care and they galvanize and they're angry right so it won't go unchecked as much as last time probably in by people you respect um so uh say still responded to mike silver all good not the first time we disagree but the crazy thing is we could talk about it like adults and agree to disagree and then with an American flag and um yeah, I I'll say this, probably not a surprise. She surprised she replied to the white dude. Uh and ignored all the brown people that was probably telling her she was wrong. <laughs> all the brown people. <laughs> uh there was a sister that responded though, Taylor Rooks, said, Hey Sage, with all due respect, what types of protests do you prefer the disruption is the point of the protest right she responded to this sister has nothing to do with what i prefer comical to see the process used to determine when it's okay to disrupt it wasn't well then it's never okay get the fuck out of here yeah what do i prefer what this is absolutely about what you prefer right because you're the one that talk you're talking yeah. about it you keep telling people what to do oh kneeling at the flag that's that's un-american and terrible that you should that's not the right time even though you ain't bothering nobody that, you you you, yeah. you you didn't it, it didn't conflict with anybody's plane schedule didn't didn't bother nobody fly you literally uh, kneeled and people lost their motherfucking minds yeah disrupting the um disrupting the airport not the right time wrong kind of th- when is it okay it's never okay when, just, when you don't just, i wish people would just say that when you don't have a flight to catch it's a lot of people that think that they are on the side of the civil rights movement that wouldn't have been if they were you're only on that side because it didn't happen at the time you were alive right and you would have been complaining about why these niggas can't catch the bus right why don't they stay at the back of the bus to be motherfucking happy ah why they had to have another city and i wanted a sandwich from the back of woolsworth jesus i hate these niggas come on <laughs> julie stewart binks uh said i understand the inconvenience of missing a flight etc but why people are protesting for inhumane regulations is much bigger than that and then she replied reread it julie it's about so much more including them affecting the exact people for whom they're protesting doesn't make sense no the people that they're protesting fucking couldn't they didn't get a chance to get on the flight to get there <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they you, like you're here they're out in other countries and can't get back it's not the same yep uh not to mention many of your people that literally host shows on espn they're affected by this and they have like Dan Lebertard, you know, his his father came to this country, you know, uh immigrated to this country. Right. Pedro Gomez um says, um, bye bye, when your parents come here to avoid communism and your wife's parents immigrated, you're going to follow this stuff. Cause somebody told him he wasn't talking about politics. Oh, he was talking too much about politics. Say so we like to believe we live inside a sports bubble. Reality is we live here on this planet. We're all citizens. Come on. Anyway, Sage still zero to 100 karen 
Oh, a hundred. Because every time she opened up her mouth and and and, and kind of walked outside of sports, it's always an issue. You want to know what's amazing about her? And this is one of the things people don't talk about. I don't care that she doesn't talk about sports or whatever, right? I just think it's interesting when you choose to open your mouth, right? You know, it's when 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 it's Black Lives Matter, crickets, quiet. When somebody gets shot in the street, it's nothing. But when whenever you know a protest happens then it's why y'all talking about this you know she's a woman you know that's probably been coveted in a lot of ways by whiteness too like it's easy for her to say you know it's like the Selma Hayek shit we talked about yesterday like yeah easy for you to say because it ain't that difficult you know what I mean like like you're just taking the fact that white folks like you and uh and then praising them for liking you being decent people as if it's some type of fucking like feet to like your black ass like it's amazing whatever dog she gonna look in the mirror one day right. and be like oops been on the wrong side of this all this time right uh decades later emmett till's accuser admits that she lied mm. seems like a trump administration is a perfect time to bring this up yep now what's fucked up is a white dude's writing a book and he interviewed her and she's still alive by the way and three I, years. I don't know why I just thought she was dead. I don't, maybe because I hadn't heard anything from her. I mean, it happened in 1955. I can understand. Um, uh, I just made that assumption. My bad, y'all. No, she was 21 in 1955 and claimed that he whispered, whistled at her and grabbed her hand and tried to come on to her, asking her for a date. Um, well, she, she later revealed that in her testimony, not, you know, at the time. Um, Four days after the encounter, her husband and his half-brother, John William J.W. Millum, killed Till, beat and shot him to death, leaving his body terribly disfigured. The two men were arrested and charged, however, with the help of an all-white, all-male jury. They were acquitted. Decades later, the woman behind the murder that helped to drive the civil rights movement admitted to exaggerating the story that led to the mutilation of Till's body. Now, one of the things is, Till was known to talk with a lisp. So, it's quite possible motherfucker wasn't even paying attention to her. Right. You know what I mean? Just walking down the street and she was like, he whistled at me. How dare he? As a white woman, I'm victimizing y'all need to kill him. Come on. Uh, nothing that boy did could ever justify what happened to him. Carolyn Bryant Donham is quoted saying in Blood of Emmett Till by Timothy Tyson, who I believe is a white dude who is now making money off of it. Mm-hmm. Yep, white people are always making money off of black pain, but black people can't make money off of their own pain. Yep, he is a white man all right um yeah, we tell our stories most of the time people don't want to support that shit y'all white people tell our stories you throw all the money at them even though a lot of times now if they truly really care that's a different thing but a lot of times the stories are whitewashed and, and and they're told from a white perspective to make white people feel comfortable um for years after the trial Bryant went into hiding she divorced remarried divorced and remarried again without ever giving an interview on what really happened august 24th at the store in mississippi however in 2007 things changed when the two when the when the 72 year old agreed to speak with tyson in a conversation with tyson she confessed to fabricating the main part of her testimony that's not true brian said referring to a claim that till tried to come on to her with verbal and physical advances in regards to what else really happened in the store in 1955 she said she couldn't remember but she did say she felt tender sorrow for till's mother mamie till mobley who died in 2003 never i mean always knowing the truth but never knowing this woman would admit it 
Bryant now 82 is retreated back to seclusion and her whereabouts have been kept a secret yeah and the article that they originally had was a whole lot of like poor her you know what i mean like oh she her life has been ruined by this one moment and she's had to live in seclusion her family has had to help her and she had to raise her boys you know away from everybody and all this shit Mm-mm. nope don't care mm-hmm. so uh but yeah i mean it's one of those things where i think black people have always known that that shit was a lie uh you know if you would have taken a poll people would be like she probably fucking lied um and it's one of the reasons that um white women have been complicit in um uh white supremacy as well but yep you know people feel like because we share some level of oppression with white women then you can't bring nothing up they must be all good but it's not always true you know no, it's not um at any rate zero to a hundred oh yeah yeah she she she, she gets uh a 100 because the only reason why we're hearing about it now is because a white man is writing a book to make money off of black death and uh not one time did you apologize to this family this woman lost her child like like his death shook the nation you know his mama had to do an open casket funeral just for people to realize that shit was real based off of your lie mm-hmm. um and, and 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 it's one of those things to where uh I really, my opinion, I don't think she has any empathy or sympathy for quote-unquote what she did. I think uh, she, quote, put like this. Her sorry is coming, A, after the mother died. So now that one period of time you go back to this uh, child's mother and apologize for your act. Now one time did you apologize to the family about your acts or to the black community about your ex now one period of time the people that committed the crime were never punished um and i think that um this is this this right here and her coming out now under trump's administration speaks volume because she came out before i'm pretty sure it would have been investigated but i investigate her yeah i mean open the case she said it you know a while ago she said it a while ago the fact that this is now being like unveiled i don't think it's a, i don't think it's any it's part of just that protection of that white womanhood right because like you don't say this under uh eric holder right like you don't say this then mm-hmm. like you say this when you get an ag that just ain't gonna give a fuck when you get a cut because this is one of those like i, I I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah one of the things before obama got out of office that they passed was the fact that these racial cases these old cases they pass a law where you can continue you can investigate them forever like and and you're gonna watch trump and them not do a goddamn thing no because because black death overall does not um matter to this country uh this child is in history books <laughs> because of your life sweetie um you got to go on with your life you got to have children you know, you, you got to live a normal life in seclusion, away from reality, and really, literally not have to deal with any consequences to your actions. Um, you left a family in, in turmoil. You left a family that probably still gets harassed till today. You have a family who, uh, wouldn't surprise me if people still harass them about their, about this child, which means you got second and third generation 
of, of family members who probably still have to deal with people harassing them about this because it was such such a huge thing in our history um and yet you know all you're going to give them is a motherfucking my bad or i didn't mean to or, or, or if i offended you fucking apology this is not a true apology yeah you feel sorrow sorrow for, sorrow, for, for you feel sorrow for his mother but you ain't show no contrition ain't never stopped you from living your life one day you know what i mean like it never stopped you from moving on like you were allowed to move on from this and be protected because essentially you're a white woman right and and then people wonder why um black people are like i don't trust you you know then you wonder why you do marches and people are like i'm not participating yeah i can't trust you because i don't i mean you got family members because it's not just her at this point it's every family member that ever hit her you know it's everybody that ever knew the truth and thought well i don't want to see aunt so-and-so get in trouble i don't want to see you know because essentially these people have loved you you know what i mean like it's kind of that thing with sage Steele and Tamara or Mally, maori or whatever and, and, and countless brothers and shit like i don't know i don't have the wherewithal to really like look beyond people's bigotry and say they can still be a good person i don't have the wherewithal to say um uh you know oh yeah my husband voted for trump but you know he's he works at fox news but he's not a bad guy i still you know i love him and we see past that and we want to show people we can disagree and we can still be married to each other and shit like that i don't have it in me but at the same time a trump supporters never made me come so i don't know if that like might maybe that's the secret ingredient to everybody just being so fucking open-minded sometimes where it's just like well you know what when he when that motherfucker is like blowing my back out uh it's totally different for me you know uh when that motherfucker is you know my grandma my granddad and they give me christmas presents it's hard for me to say and you also killed a black kid because you lied you know maybe maybe that's what i can't relate to you know what i mean because i've just never been or loved or had somebody treat me a certain way that has had these heinous ass you know points of view and stuff um and i'm fortunate that way i guess um to not have had to deal with that or make these choices i have a pretty liberal family a pretty open family and shit but yeah it's some of this shit you're just like all y'all motherfuckers are complicit and then you wonder why people don't trust you it's like how can i trust you if this was your aunt you would protect her because you think that's the right thing to do rather than to say well you should this the police should know about this you know you should you should face trial for this you like you owe a, a debt to fucking society for this this horrible crime that you essentially encouraged you know right and and you know when you go back and you really think about it uh because it's racial you know a lot of people try to claim it's not racial but it's racial it let's 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 play it reverse if it was a a a, a white child that that they got beat to death by you know two black men a they would have been convicted and b they would have demanded that you found that woman you wouldn't be able to hide you wouldn't be able to live on with your life they'd have hunted you down and be and made sure you were prosecuted to the extent of the law yeah you got to live a full life a full life dog um and still living a full life you know even because nothing's gonna happen to you baby even after this admission i mean this person didn't bring it up till 2017 just in time to promote his book anyway a hundred for me yeah fuck ass book i'm not gonna buy that bullshit emboldened by trump some police unions seek to overhaul obama's reforms 
no shit yeah you know the reforms when people say obama never did anything that he don't care you know that shit mm-hmm. well apparently um he did some things and some of this stuff is about to you know these police feel like now's the time to strike to get these uh these things taken back Steve Loomis, president of the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association, had a blunt message for Donald Trump during a meeting in September. Court-ordered reforms aimed at curbing police abuses in the Midwestern city are not working. Loomis and two other attendees said Trump seemed receptive to Loomis's concerns that federally monitored police reforms introduced during the Obama administration in some cities in response to complaints of police bias and abuse are ineffective and impose an onerous burden on police forces. Trump, Loomis said, was taken aback by the waste of money waste of money guys when the union chief told him that the federal monitors overseeing his city's police department earned 250 dollars an hour a standard salary for the position i think he's going to have a more sensible approach to rising crime rates loomis said as so it don't we just it don't even matter that's not true that's right i forgot post fact what i got from right, the meat right, right we have some of the some of the lowest crime rates in, in yeah. the country right now yeah i forgot it don't matter mm-hmm. what i got from the meeting was that donald trump is going to be a very strong supporter of law and order if anybody old enough to remember uh law and order is a calling card for just over policing uh brutality mm-hmm. um let's take it back to corrupt police that kind of shit mm-hmm. um emboldened by trump's election some of the um County's biggest police groups want to renegotiate consent decrees agreed to under President Barack Obama. The police labor group said in interviews, consent decrees are agreements between a police force and the Justice Department that can prescribe changes to the use of force, recruiting, training, and discipline. They are enforced by a federal court with the oversight of court-appointed monitors. Currently, 14 police departments, including Seattle and Miami, are operating under the decrees. So what was happening under the Justice Department, uh, the old Justice Department, you would have these cases, they would get sensationalized. You would send your AG in. They would invest. The Justice Department would basically investigate the, the, the local police. They would come back with the findings, almost always finding some level of corruption and fucked upness. And then they would come up with these uh, protocols to basically oversee these cops. Meanwhile, you know, many people said they did nothing and da 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 da. Cool, but that's what was done. All right, like I don't. I'm not exactly sure what other people have in mind, but that's what was that was done you know i don't know this country is radical enough or ready to just be like ban police or whatever the fuck right um so yeah which is awesome when the oversight is you know um especially under democratic president you know democratic administration um that oversight is a little bit you feel a little bit more certain in that um and they're going to be enforcing some restrictions and punishments and things of this nature for getting you know hopefully changing up things well um yeah now it won't be as simple as just uh trump coming in and changing things Mm-mm. but um the police groups want to discuss the decrees with jeff sessions trump's designee for attorney general who has voiced criticism of them, although any renegotiation would be legally complicated because all parties, as well as a federal judge, must approve any changes. Uh, yeah, it's a little complicated, but it makes you wonder, when the president can kind of change judges, you know, can appoint judges and, and shit, makes you wonder how that's going to shake out if it's really going to be that complicated. There are certain decrees that are inartfully applied, and we like to see them revisited, said Jim Pasco, the head of the Fraternal Order of Police, the nation's largest police union with 330,000 members. Keep in mind, they endorsed Trump. 
who knows how much money they gave trump so i mean that's what he's all about people don't in this country don't see the police as a lobby but the police are lobby too yes they are fraternal order police they're lobby yeah they millions of dollars yeah they're a union that people don't care about right republicans support that union the only one um so yeah it endorsed trump in september and has worked with sessions a republican senator from alabama for years while lobbying congress for pro-police power pro-police policies we've always found him a man who's willing to listen to alternatives to a previously charted course um civil rights groups are alarmed at the possibility that decrees would could be unraveled saying that they have been an important tool for the government to try and address issues like excessive use of force by police in baltimore an officer shooting in ferguson missouri that led to nationwide pro, uh, protests trump officials did not respond to multiple requests for comment on the meeting with loomis while trump has not publicly commented on consent degrees he has expressed so, strong support for police departments and unions on this january 20th and on january 20th the white house said uh, he wants to end the dangerous anti-police atmosphere in America. The dangerous anti-police atmosphere in America. How are you going to do that? Right? So, yeah. Um, be safe out there, man. You know, it's not like the decree decrees have, like, stopped all this. Uh, Killing yeah it's not like you stop uh i don't know i i don't know i'm fatalistic i don't think anything in this country can stop police from killing black people mm-hmm. uh essentially and brown people because mm-hmm. white people somehow have legalized fear of us yep. and all you have to do is be black and that's a weapon and they can kill you um hey i was scared that's how every cop responds with these things um point being like there were efforts made and now they'll be unmade you know yep. but he didn't do nothing though he didn't do enough yeah what did he do yeah i think uh and to some extent people just wanted him to like wave a magic wand and police killings would just stop because he un- said so that's not realistic yeah well at least now people know i guess i don't i don't know you know like is it like i said it's hard for me to to see any positivity in the shit that trump's doing you know um like trump is the only person okay my bad uh trump is the only person that can get this office without respecting this office and it's because he's a white man right you know like i don't think a black man or black person or a person of color or any you know really anything other than a white dude could get this office and not have respect for it you know what i mean like that's a that's a distinctly white thing um like people are looking at the way he's running government and i think some people are almost like well damn why can't you know barack why didn't barack obama just write 75 executive orders and just do this that and the other and i'm like because that kind of that kind of black dude couldn't have got that job like who's the magical negro that gets i would have vote for him and also goes i'm when i get in i'm just gonna write 75 fucking executive orders that person doesn't exist so we're just rooting for some shit that just ain't isn't that hasn't happened yet like the kind of person that does is a person that's not interested in governing at all and that's essentially what trump is he's a bad fucking he's a bad person (laughs) like you know um so i i don't i don't think 
it's realistic that to think that somebody could have done it a different way uh or that obama would have done it a different way because i just don't think anyone was thinking like this um except for trump and and i think you know let's give him four and eight years and see what happens then you know what i mean let's see how this shit shakes out because the idea is all this shit he's doing is somehow good and chaos and 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 permanent and the chaos is causing is whatever like let's see then you know let's see if he may if he can make it four years let's see yeah that's my thing i don't i don't think he's gonna make it four years we'll see uh if he makes it four years i say that you know we would white people riding for him again would just give him a chance shit look at what got rescinded or uh, you know what i mean his ban and shit motherfuckers already fighting against that already in it. The, the the difference is with the and it's just this country really the difference is barack obama by just nature of being a black person was already upsetting whiteness just by being like it wasn't even anything he said or did yep just by being there doing shit to benefit the country as a whole because he was america he was the president of the whole country and literally cared about everybody and they were still like fuck you yeah i think it's easy now in hindsight to to feel now that we know he got out of office safely safely to be like yeah he should have just came in and did such and such we were all like i hope he live right you know what i hope he makes it into the white house oh he made it into the white house i hope when he does a press conference he'll be fine okay i hope when he goes out to speak he'll be okay yeah, i hope nobody assassinated yeah him. Like, I, like, like these were my worries yeah like like the bar was not where it is uh for whiteness it is that's you know that's just kind of the sad matter of the fact you know um one of the things about being first in a lot of cases right and then also like i said he wasn't the militant blackness dude that people are trying to pretend could he could have been and like i said if he would have been i just don't think that person wins the election nope but it's it's, you know it but seeing how trump is running shit it does make you think what a lack of respect for that office can do right because it right because now it makes you think like well um if somehow an extremely militant person was able to get into position in the white house could they pull some shit off like this because see the problem is y'all ain't voting for extremely militant person you know what i mean so they wouldn't be able to campaign on this extreme militancy especially no pro-black shit the country don't support pro-black shit country country gave us trump because there was black lives matter like they don't yes sir like this ain't this isn't the country that's like i really like this person they woke i really think in large part hillary clinton lost this time because there was too much blackness around her campaign you know like if she like it was too like white people were oh she's just gonna be more obama like as if they were doing bad you know what i'm saying as if he as if obama was hurting them somehow but this is uh that was like the main content well if you just want more obama it's like well what's the problem with that you right. white you doing all right what's the, right. what's the problem right and and the thing about it is that racism is irrational and illogical. Overall, white people have more jobs, still have more jobs. They have the least amount of unemployment than any, any other particular group. Their pay went up more, even though black women are more educated as a whole, but their pay in general went up more than any other group across the board like you benefited our economy has skyrocketed our dollar has went up it's a factual they don't care right but but uh what i'm saying when i say uh because i I see leslie was like she lost because she had a vagina and that's true too um but that's true but um the thing i say about the proximity to blackness black women running her campaign 
all the like snarky comebacks on twitter that they were covering on the media uh you know delete your account oh man uh whether it's the hot sauce in my bag shit um and the fact that black people chose her over bernie sanders i i'm convinced that many she lost a lot of white votes simply because black people picked her and that's why when you see people that went from bernie to trump it's i don't want these niggas i don't want to be in the party with these people so i'm running you know what i mean that's my belief i don't think they were um i don't think i think they literally were just like yep um she talking about too much other shit that's not the economy or the thing like bernie could just go to economy and wall street and white people agree on that and they can get rallied behind that and they can talk about weed and free college but when you say and i want to talk about the systemic racism of the police department white people like even well-meaning white people i don't give a fuck about that right because why are you talking about this other shit hillary this see this is why i'd rather fuck with trump he'll burn it all down blah 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 right he burned it all down and y'all motherfuckers out there protesting because you you didn't really want that's the thing a lot of people really didn't want what trump was serving but they allowed their racism and their whiteness to 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 just vote because racism is irrational and illogical yeah they don't want that shit man so whatever dog uh let's talk about the next one i think that's 100 for the last one. Oh yeah the myth about the smart black kids acting white that won't die this is a Vox Explainer article. Yeah. Nerds Come in All Colors by Janae Desmond Harris. Um, you probably heard it before. Too many black students don't do well in school because they think being smart means acting white. Just last week, Columbia University English professor John McWhorter uh, mentioned it in a piece for Vox to support his critique of elements of Black Lives Matter platform. Key to his argument was the assertion that the similar goals of the 1960s war on poverty failed in part due to black people's cultural traits and behaviors. You know, we just inferior, Karen. While the acting white theory used to be pretty popular to bring up in debates about black academic achievement, there's a catch. It's not true. At best, it's a very creative interpretation of inadequate research and anecdotal evidence. At worst, it's a messy attempt to transform the near-universal stigma attached to adolescent nerdiness into an indictment of black culture, while often ignoring the systemic inequality that contributes to the country's racial achievement gap. Yet, McWhorter, despite being a scholar of linguistics, not sociology, has has become one of the primary defenders of the acting white theory and has dismissed those who debunk it as pundits who are uncomfortable with the possibility that a black problem could not be due to racism. But the people who challenge it are not pundit. They're academics who dedicated significant time and scientific scrutiny to this theory, and here's why they say it's a myth. Uh, And he goes on, where the acting white theory came from. The idea that African-American kids underachieve academically because they and their peers associate being smart with acting white and because, wait, I said he, I don't, I'm not sure if Janae is male or female. Sorry about that. Um, I want to say it is a black woman. Yeah. All right. My bad. She. Uh, so yeah, she goes on, uh, to say that, um, yeah, this theory, um, came from people saying that uh they underachieve academically because they and their peers associate being smart with acting white and because they're afraid they'll be shunned it was born in the 1980s john ogbu anthropology professor at the university of california berkeley introduced it as an ethnographic study of one of washington dc's high schools 
he found that uh he found what he dubbed an oppositional culture in which he said students saw academic achievement as white the acting white theory has become has since become a go-to explanation for the achievement gap between african-american students and their white peers and is repeated in public conversation as if it's a fact of life so now you have the fact that we know white white uh, like teachers send black kids to um to to suspension and things like this at a more higher clip we're gonna put them in remedial classes right so then later in life when you look at the achievement gap of well this kid has a lower gpa or black kids in general aren't doing as well instead of saying well maybe our system is biased and we're sort of tainting the pool of blackness as they come up and making it so that they aren't achieving well because we aren't doing our job it turns into no black people are inferior their culture is inferior and honestly they just think being smart is acting white so that's why they don't achieve we don't need to study it it just sounds right when we say it right and the thing is a lot of times which is amazing people are shocked and surprised i know a lot of probably black parents have dealt with this when you are very active in your child's life you go to pca meetings you meet with the teachers they do some fucked up shit you show up there and be like hey motherfucker you're not gonna do this or no my child will not be in a remedial class like you demand better from them um all of a sudden you become the problem because you're not uh, just quote unquote allowing your child to be washed underneath the water and become another statistic you become the problem authors such as ron christie in acting white the curious history of a racial slur and Stuart buck in acting white the ironic legacy of desegregation have written entire books heavy on personal observations anecdotes and theories dedicated to the phenomenon even president barack obama said in 2004 when he was running for u.s senate children can't achieve unless we expect unless we raise the expectations to turn off the television sets and eradicate the slander that says a black youth with a book is acting white perhaps aware of some of these of the research debunking this is an academic theory in the intervening years he noted in 2014 related to his my brother's keeper program uh, that it was sometimes overstated but he still offered the theory in forms of a personal observation saying that in his experience there's an element of truth to it where okay if boys are reading too much then well why are you do- why are you doing that or why are you speaking so properly it's no surprise that the acting white narrative resonates with a lot of people after all it echoes legitimate frustrations with a society that often that too often presents a narrow stereotypical image of what it means to be black it validates the experiences of african-american adults who remember being treated like they were different or being smart but not popular in school and for those who are sincerely interested in improving educational quality it promises a quick fix if they would just stop thinking being smart was acting white they could achieve anything the acting white theory also validates a particular social conservative worldview by placing the blame of disparate academic outcomes squarely on the backward ideas of black children and black cultural pathology instead of on a harder to tackle factors like socioeconomic equality implicit racial bias on the part of teachers segregated and under-resourced schools under-resourced schools and the school discipline disparities and that create what's been called the school to prison pipeline yeah that shit's way harder to fix than to just say black people just don't care you know (laughs) like as a school we don't gotta care they don't care right isn't what the problem is as we're not going to the fathers in the home thing um the acting white research was weak to begin with the acting white theory is difficult to assess through research ivory tolson a howard university professor senior research analyst for the congressional black caucus foundation and deputy director of the white house initiative of historically black colleges on historically black colleges and universities wrote at the root in 2013 many scholars who claim to find evidence of this theory loosely interpret their data and exploit the expert gap to sell their findings 
of course despite abundant personal anecdotes by african-americans who say they were good students in school and were accused of acting white there's no research that explicitly supports a relationship between race beliefs about acting white social stigma and academic outcomes even those who claim that found evidence of the theory tolson explained failed to connect the dots between what students deemed white and the effect of his belief on academic achievement observing and or recording african-american students labeled a high labeled a high achieving african-american student as acting white does not warrant a characterization of african-american academic underperformance as a response to the fear of acting white he said studies suggest that the highest achieving black students are actually more popular than the lowest achieving ones uh so that kind of goes right in the face of that like well you just people are stupid because it's more popular to be stupid it's like mm, not really a prime example of a shaky study on this topic according to tolson was harvard's economist roland g fry's 2006 research paper acting white the social price paid for out the best and the brightest minority students published by education next to publish uh the paper purported to affirm agbu's findings by using ad health data to demonstrate that the highest achievement blacks the highest achieving black students in the schools fryer studied had few friends my analysis confirms that acting white is a vexing reality within a subset of american schools he wrote but the numbers didn't actually add up to support the acting white theory tolson said to start the most popular black students in his studies were the ones with 3.5 gpas and a student with 4.0s had about as many as friends as many friends as those with 3.0s the most the least popular students were people with less than 2.5 gpas it seemed that the social price paid by the lowest achieving black students was actually far greater than the price and popularity paid by the highest achieving uh academic uh you know academic kids right. fryer conceded this he said there was no evidence of a trade-off between the popularity and achievement for black students at private schools poking another hole in the theory plus tolson pointed out even if the results had shown the highest achievement students at, a, at schools had the fewest friends that would have indicated a connection between grades and popularity but wouldn't have supported the core of acting white as you know that theory itself mm-hmm. uh method uh, methodology all right guys i'm acting white real quick i can't hear this word uh methodologically methodology i've never seen that word before anyway the method and shit uh the, the study says uh the study has to make out the ostensible leap that the number of friends a black student has is direct measure and the consequence of acting white he explained in 2009 authors of american sociology uh sociological review article the search for oppositional culture among black students concluded that high achieving black students were in fact especially popular among their peers and that being a good student increased popularity among black students even more so than for white students yeah that like like i said i can't speak to other people's experience individually anecdotally but i know for me it was a thing where people saw me and were more favorable towards me on some like well you smart you like you like we look out for you we don't want like you can't like, be you going somewhere don't yeah. be hanging around us like don't right. be fucking up with us you can't like it'll be like you can't smoke weed because you're a nerd because you you shouldn't be smoking weed with us right yeah, they'll kick you out the groups but they like me but right. it wasn't a they didn't go you because you acting white or whatever but like i said i can only speak to my experience but this is more in line with the experience i had to be honest um so yeah mcwater has dismissed this study as one that encourages us to pretend because he says that black kids may be dishonest when asked if they value school 
well then how the fuck can you okay it's unclear why the suspicion of dishonesty only applies to black students and not the white students who are also studied right he also written the self-reports can't be trusted because according to the reasoning he attributes to fryer asking teenagers whether they're popular is like asking them if they're having sex that may be fair but it doesn't explain the stronger link between being a good student and self-reports about popularity for black teens than for whites yeah white kids not gonna lie but what black kids would and why would you imply the mendacity of black kids uh somehow outrings white kids i understand <laughs> like like where's that study at you know niggas be lying <laughs> in 2011 <laughs> in 2011 smith college's uh tina wildhagen in the journal of negro education tested a entire casual process tested by the acting white theory uh using the educational longitudinal study of 2002 and found that the results tend to support tend lend no support to the process predicted by the acting white hypothesis for african-american students by the way it makes you wonder if i would think his name was Toadson or whatever the guy who is is currently on this theory and will not let it go this is that thing where i feel like maybe his experience was one of those experiences where mm-hmm. he was singled out or joked on or picked on for acting white and now it doesn't matter that and that that his anecdotal experience is not typical and does not statistically jive it doesn't matter to him like he's going to stick with this and this is something i found when i talk to people that have gone through this shit it doesn't matter if i say well statistically that's not true or it it does it since that doesn't jive with the way they grew up they don't want to hear shit and i and and i used to be the opposite like right i used to not want to hear when they would come up with their anecdotal story about how well i was treated this way because i'm a black kid and i talk this way and i and they they said i acted white and shit and i used to be like nigga that's what what are you talking about like that doesn't happen black people love fucking smart black kids the same way that uh white people love they smart kids so and i mean that good and bad you know uh the same way you know you can be a nerd and be any fucking race you're gonna be ostracized but there's a racial element to being ostracized i guess in a black community that wouldn't be there supposedly for other communities which is not true but but more specifically white communities and that's only because white communities are the litmus like if we didn't measure everything by whiteness you would probably see that asian people have people that call them fucking uh coconuts and shit like that and um you know like every race probably got some measure of like oh this is the thing that we use to pejoratively call you out for acting white no um but we kind of have internalized it to just mean it's just black people and we are the worst and that's why our kids are stupid blah 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 and in racism none of that shit has nothing to do with any of it <laughs> um research suggests that black students have more positive attitudes about education than white students there's an established phenomenon called attitude achievement paradox which refers to the way positive attitudes about school can fail to translate to successful academic outcomes among black students originated by rosalind mickelson in 1990 has been a subject of extensive sociological research for example in a study published in the american sociological review in 1998 james answorth darnell and douglas downey using data from the national education longitudinal study found that black students offer more optimistic responses than white counterparts to questions about the following one the kind of occupation they expected to have at age 30 
two the importance of education to success three whether they felt teachers treated them well four whether the teachers were good five whether it was okay to break rules six whether it was okay to cheat seven whether other students viewed them as a good student eight whether other students viewed them as a troublemaker and nine whether they tried as hard as they could in class findings like those fly in the face that uh of the idea that black academics i mean that black students think academic achievement is white or negative or that is something they must actively shun for acceptance and popularity when tolson analyzed raw data in 2005 cbs news monthly poll of a thousand high school students who were asked their opinions on being smart and other smart students he saw this reflected again students were asked thinking about the kids who get good grades in your school which one of the following describes how you would see them one cool two normal three weird four born or five admired the responses of black boys and black girls white boys and white girls were around the same but black boys were most likely 17 percent to consider the students cool students also answered this question in general if you did really well in school is this something you would be proud of and tell your friends about or something you would be embarrassed about and keep to yourself 89 percent of all students said they would be proud and tell all black girls were top among this group with 95 percent saying they'd be proud meanwhile white boys at 17 percent were most likely to say they would be embarrassed or keep it to themselves or report that they did not know how they would handle the news that they were doing well academically um yeah that's that's interesting Mm -hmm. uh as recent as 2009 researchers have revisited the theory and confirmed the findings of the pro school attitudes among black students all racial groups have nerds it's another segment they have all of them yeah like you know it's it's like i said that's one of the things i always like well isn't part of being a nerd being an outcast but it just becomes racialized because you're black you know what i mean um and like i said people that have had this happen to them i think they can't imagine it not happen like the other day there was a post um about um black being black and carefree is different in the south and i posted on my facebook group on my facebook page i mean and i was like yeah i don't really i didn't have this experience basically mm-hmm. and there were a couple black dudes that had had that experience and uh one of them was like and i was like you know in, I, and then one of them was in like new orleans and i was like really because new orleans is like such a place of rich diverse blackness i can't imagine right. you know what i mean i just can't imagine people coming down on you because it's like you know it's just so so much shit happens down there where you're like wow i can't like look how different like i didn't even know they had niggas like this you know what i mean like mm-hmm like what a rich culture to be able to choose from this like diaspora how you want to be and what kind of mark you want to leave on this culture like so like y'all y'all have something like charlotte is a place that's pretty much devoid of culture you know yes, it is. we're a black city but it's just we don't have a culture history we don't have mm-hmm. a heritage that th- these other places have no so like i you know to me it's almost like i've i've kind of been curious and almost like envious of just like wow look at that like you have a funeral and y'all motherfuckers break out jazz horns and fucking like we don't have nothing like that right we do not well it's funny though because this guy was basically saying like well i would say i'm going to a rock concert people call me white boy and shit and that sucks you know i'm not gonna i'm not here to tell that person you can't feel that way but later on somebody asked me and i was like well you never got that i mean you had nerd shirts and you read comic books and shit and i was like the people that 
that sold me nerd shirts were black people the people that showed me comic books and advice, they were black people anime the first time i watched anime it was black people telling me what was dope like i just to me my experience was black people are just into everything yep if you just know the right black person so i didn't never i it never crossed my mind until i was an adult that someone would say you're not black for liking something because it's like well if it exists then there's niggas that's doing it and they doing it well you know what i mean like if it's music there's a nigga that's doing that music and he's killing that shit if it's fucking if it's academics there's a nigga that's doing that shit and they got all a's like we shine you know like we like we 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 don't just exist but we you know like it's always somebody somewhere that's like showing out so to me it never crossed my mind till you know i really ran into people that said like they thought i was white and shit that i'm like wow that's a thing you know anyway but yeah all racial groups have nerds um and then lastly why it matters that we get this right the acting white theory is tempting to believe because it does contain pieces of truth yes there's a racial academic achievement gap yes there are plenty of african-american adults eager to tell stories about how they were shunned because they were brilliant mccorder had vigorously defended the acton white theory against academic critics primarily by citing 125 letters he says he received from people describing their experiences that reflect the theory while he argues that accounts in these letters should be accepted without question he disregards data such as scientific study responses indicative oh wait indicating pro-school active uh attitudes towards uh among black kids uh because of his view that personal feelings are not reachable by direct questioning and yes some high achieving black kids like kids of all races experience social stigma these individual effects are painful and they resonate with people in a way that makes it easy to blur what's missing from the acting white equation an actual casual connection between uh but wait ca- yeah all right i just want to make sure it wasn't causal oh wait no it is causal all right i fucked up an actual causal connection between the accusations of acting white and social stigma and lower academic outcomes there isn't one it's particularly troubling that this myth persists because stories about the sources of educational inequality can shape public attitudes and policy exactly uh perfect example is mccorder's recent vox piece readers who believe his assertion about the acting white theory may have been more likely to be convinced of his larger argument that cultural orientations of black communities are a cause of inequality and that is of course a very damning charge that could shape attitudes about black people and perpetuate racism but the most glaring problem with it is that it is an outdated theory that has fallen out of favor with actual sociologists a continued uh willingness to believe that solutions lie in simply repairing backward attitudes about getting good grades will continue to distract from the real problems poverty segregation discipline disparity teacher biases and other structural factors unfortunately none of these issues are as easy to fix as simply changing the beliefs of black students excellent piece uh, i had to read i mean i didn't read it all but i read most of it because when i read it i was just like thank you like saving this shit to my favorites like because honestly like there's a difference between there's a lot of anti-blackness couched in the like they said i was acting white shit and it's like a fine line because if it's your experience that's your experience but if then your next leap is to say that's how every black kid that was smart experience was or the majority of us or um to say that um black people are basically inferior and we treat um 
achievement academically as as a as a negative and other races don't once we start making leaps like that while it might feel correct it's important that it be correct because you are talking about the difference between funding somebody's school you're talking about the difference between discipline in school we're talking about the difference between um you know the way that we uh perceive people as adults even you know when they throw resumes out you know what i mean how people expect you to behave when you are of a certain like race you know like we're talking about a lot of shit you know what defines smart you know we're talking about a lot of shit and it's not fair that people had that heaped upon them as children but it's also not fair to perpetuate it as adults when we should fucking know better so anyway uh i don't feel fucked with it all by reading that i appreciate that shit honestly like um that was a good read what about you karen um no i'm not fucked with it all i do think uh when it comes to blackness there's as i've gotten as I've gotten older, I too have came to the realization that you have to love all forms of blackness and your experience isn't the only experience in blackness, you know, because I grew up with black people around me and it's one of those things where the joy, the it was all in blackness. I never really, I can truly say growing up, I never had white friends uh that were like really really like close to my heart you know um i never was in a lot of white inter circles so uh a lot of times when it came to whiteness whiteness was i can't explain like it was literally another culture i think i didn't really get into whiteness and understand how whiteness functioned actually until i got into corporate america and for a lot of people, that's the same. Because when you walk into corporate America, you're literally walking into the den of whiteness, being black and uneducated about whiteness. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a a different experience all in itself. And you have black people who are accustomed and used to and can navigate that shit with ease. But it was not easy for me to navigate at all. Right. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um but yeah i so well yeah i'm i appreciate the read honestly um all right you ready to switch it up go to another segment let's do it all right
so i know about that hauling oats yes (laughs) that's right white people news time a great time with all these idiots david spade and ben stiller reunite with adam sandler to celebrate his 50th birthday in utah oh shit now that's right celebrate it because you made it um (laughs) it was all the people with failed comedy movies just hanging out Ah! was rob schneider there i wonder if he was there Mm -hmm. telling people how he don't like john lewis mm. uh they all made their names in the 90s have enjoyed fame for decades but despite their busy schedules david spade and ben stiller still found a way to spend some quality time with their good friend adam sandler uh all between tanking movies of course david 52 took this twitter on monday to share a cute group photo featuring he ben adam and several other comedic minds together apparently the motley crew got together for to belatedly desert, uh celebrate adam's 50th birthday in utah oh jesus it didn't get whiter than that guys bunch of old has-beens celebrating in utah david 52 catching the uh, image to his 2.5 million followers sandler's late birthday this weekend in utah great time with all these idiots other notable guests included um longtime friends and collaborators of sandler adam allen covert and jonathan law Lofgren, wait, Lofgren, Lofgren. Let's say that. Uh, one interesting party of Geller was Rage Against the Machine, Prophets of Rage guitarist Tommy Morello. Oh, he was there. Ah, good, good for you guys. I don't see any black people in this picture. Okay, all right. Guess no brothers got the got the invite. Huh. All right. Anyway, um. Uh, Adam and Ben are set to star in a movie called Yedin Kikissa, which is set to release sometime this year. What the fuck could that be? Yedin Kikissa? Uh, apparently it's centered around an estranged family who gathers together for an event in New York in order to celebrate their family, their father's artistic work. The film will also star Emma Thompson, Dustin Hoffman, Elizabeth Marvel, Candace Bergen, Cindy Chung, Sakina Jaffrey and Adam's nephew Jerry Sandler. Y'all gotta get gotta get the family in there. I don't blame you, buddy. Nepotism is cool. Uh, the best BFF, Busy Phillips wears a uterus sweatshirt as she jets hand in hand with Michelle Williams. What? Mm-hmm. That was a uterus sweatshirt. It's a sweatshirt. Well, Karen, like I uterus? hope you can figure this out. It's a sweatshirt with a with a symbol on it and the symbol is of you guessed it a uterus mm-hmm blood owl their friendship began when they when they got their big break on dawson's creek back in the early 2000s and busy phillips and michelle williams uh showed that they are close as ever as they jetted off on a trip on monday and the day after attending the sag awards together holding hands across the aisle on takeoff flying with your bff is the best wrote buzzy who wrote a bright pink uterus motif sweatshirt a oh, war i mean so you see the picture mm-hmm. that's a uterus sweatshirt mm-hmm. got like a uterus there mm-hmm. Not like, like 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 the picture seen on your doctor's wow mm-hmm yep did she have all the parts pointed out like they do on the walls uh nope you can see it on the picture it's not pointed out the rachel and turn off female reproductive sweat sweater 
uh worn by buzzy uh busy has sold out out at boutiques in la costing 98 dollars don't worry can i know it's expensive but you can also get the t-shirt for him for 64 dollars i know i prefer my michelle obama side eye t-shirt to that and it didn't cost me 64 dollars either Mm-mm. i could take a picture <laughs> of my own uterus and it'd be cheaper than that <laughs> busy uh busy 37 first wore hers when she took her daughter's birdie and cricket to <laughs> her daughters are named birdie and cricket oh man told you we don't went from fruits to animals birdie and cricket come on man what are named tom and jerry characters uh i i i I, come on man what are we supposed to say to that Mm -hmm. birdie and and cricket yeah and then people wonder what what nonsense is this why i joke you from naming your kids apricot and avocado what Mm -hmm. what nonsense is this anyway um busy 37 first were hers with a yes birdie and cricket and flirting with feminist and fitting with their feminist beliefs at the airport in los angeles busy and michelle were spotted reading from aussie writer charlotte wood's novel the natural way of things a dystopian novel which challenges misogyny they also kicked the black woman out the elevator and said move bitch Ah! we got to read right i'm just kidding (laughs) we got cameras behind us we're important yeah (laughs) even though we called them here dressed down for the flight busy teen her statement sweater with a comfy fair denim jeans and trainers michelle went for a long sleeve maxi dress and boots carrying a denim jacket and black leather handbag their casual look was in contrast to the previous evening when the duo attended the sag awards together mother of one michelle had asked busy to attend the event as her date sequence all day every day wrote an excited busy on instagram as they made the evening into a girl's night Michelle, who wore an incredible Louis Vuitton gown, was nominated for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role for her work on, in Manchester by the Sea. Uh, on the night, the award went to Fences to uh, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean, but come on. That wasn't even fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, the SAG Awards. Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Lead Role, Denzel. Mm-hmm. Outstanding performance by a female actor in Lee role, Emma Stone, La La Land. I knew that was going to happen. Right. Marshala Ali won for male supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis won for Fences. Damn, niggas was winning. Outstanding yeah. performance by a cast, Hidden Figures? The mm-hmm. fuck was this, the BET Awards? I don't know, but niggas swept the room. I would have watched this if I knew these niggas was going to be winning. Outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble in the motion picture. Oh, Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, we back to normal. We back to normal. Television, uh, outstanding performance by male actor John Lithgow for The Crown. Okay, getting kind of white. Outstanding performance by female actor in the drama series Claire Foy, The Crown. Got some shit I didn't watch. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in the drama series Stranger Things. Yeah, dog. Shout out to, uh, shout out to my girl Leslie. Uh, if y'all want to know what we thought about Stranger Things, I believe we did an off-season review on it. Y'all did it. Outstanding performance by a male actor in the comedy series William H. Macy for Shameless uh outstanding performance by a female actor in the comedy series uh julia louis dreyfus veep uh outstanding performance by a song in the comedy series orange is the new black outstanding performance by a male actor in a miniseries brian cranston won over courtney b vance side out of that 
Courtney B. Vance should win all the fucking nigga. Y'all don't even know what Johnny looked like no more. Nope. You I don't. just see you just see Courtney B. Vance. And we can all stop pretending that it's not that way. Right. He walked down the street, I'll be like, Courtney B. Vance, can you represent me in the case? Come on. I need some help. I need some legal advice. He'll be like, I don't I didn't go to law school. I don't care. Dress up as Johnny. Put that Jerry Curl wig on and Come let's on. do this. Let's win this case. Yeah. That's how they that's how they got Brendan Darcy uh Darcy out uh for making a murder of season two. Uh-huh. They just had Courtney B. Vance show up to the court. <laughs> uh outstanding performance by a female actor in a miniseries, a television movie, Sarah Paulson, American Crime Story. Oh, so she won for her Marsha Clark. That's good. She should. Yeah, she played the hell out of role. An outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble to oh, girl Game of Thrones. All right. I'm good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And good for these white ladies wearing them clothes. Mm-hmm. Hillary Duff laughed off getting a 13, wait, 130, wait, hold on. She laughed off getting a parking ticket on her $130,000 Mercedes Benz after making red carpet debut with her handsome new bow. I'd have laughed that off too. Hillary Duff needs to buy a watch on monday the 29 year old singer got a parking ticket for an expired meter on her one hundred and thirty thousand dollar mercedes-benz g-class suv while in studio city california the blonde didn't seem to mind however as she was seen laughing that may be because she has a new man in her life music producer matthew ah. Connor. Uh-huh. now how would, how would that be the thing are you sure it's just not that she's rich she's like uh-huh, a parking ticket i remember these I know, right? And she would tell somebody, don't, don't forget to audit that. You know, yeah. Go ahead and debit that from my account. Send this to my personal assistant. I'll have them file it off right away. Right. I'm rich. Uh, yeah. Instead, they were like, it must be because she's getting some dick, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when she's not getting mad at it, like, oh, she's just having a hard time getting dick, guys. Ah! She's very upset about this parking ticket. The avid gym bunny was seen making her way to the gym in a pair of striped black leggings as she prepared for a grueling workout. The actress wore a graphic white tee, a black leather jacket, and a monochrome flannel on her waist. The blonde beauty also accessorized with a baseball cap and black trainers. Um, and, all right, bunch of pictures. She made her way to the gym with a girlfriend and she opted to wear minimal makeup for the outing. The younger actress previously dated her personal trainer, Jason Walsh, but the pair ended things recently after a six-month relationship. That didn't stop the actress from opening up about her relationship. Yo, I don't know. If I'm a trainer and I have a client that's paying me a lot of money, there's no way I'm fucking them. Only because now when the relationship ends, nigga, you just gonna stop paying me to train you? Nah. Mm-mm. This forever, baby. We got to, we go together for, for life. Plus, you know, she could be a horrible person, but you can't break up because you got a trainer and shit. This your, this your income. It's too much. Uh, she got candid about her love life and she graced the cover of Cosmopolitan's, Cosmopolitan's February issue. She reflected on how she knew the timing was right when she went public with her relationship in October despite splitting one month later. People don't need to know my business till I really know my business. You know, the blonde explained, that is deep. I say that all the time. We were seeing each other for a while. People don't know the ins and outs of everything she added. It was definitely my first more serious relationship since my ex-husband. It seems Duff has bounced back quickly as the mother of one stepped out over the weekend with her new beau, Coma, at Entertainment Weekly pre-SAG awards. The musician posed on the red carpet together 
uh oh musicians oh she make music oh i didn't know that um <laughs> you know i don't know i didn't know what we was talking about her for i, I just talk about them because the pictures are pretty okay anyway they went on they went out put a picture on instagram said it was date night good for you hillary duff net ticket um mary tyler moore died because she had a heart attack y'all she dead Aww. and it was brought on by pneumonia and diabetes wow Mm-hmm. didn't know white people could get that did you Mm-mm, not sugars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what? It's time to move into some guest stories, guys. We've had enough white people news today. All right, one more. Okay, one more, guys. One more white people news. A lot of secrets are going to come out. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie documentary is set to reveal reasons behind their divorce. Ha <laughs> ha! All the tea gonna get spilled. Mm-hmm. All the secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel- Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's relationship is in the subject of a new documentary by filmmaker Ian Halperin. You can just do that. You can just be like, oh, them niggas getting divorced? I'm gonna make a documentary. The 52-year-old investigative journalist has promised to expose the intimate details behind their breakup and has claimed the Hollywood duo were estranged for more than a year before the split in September 2016. Uh, source told The Sun this is a definitive film about Brangelina and a lot of the secrets are going to come out. Mm. Ian has covered every cough and spit of their relationship and will reveal the real reason behind Angelina filing for divorce. Mm. The biggest shock will be his claim that the couple were apart for more than a year prior to their breakup. Why would I watch this? <laughs> that, that's all. That's all you got. That's all you got. I thought the biggest claim was gonna be something like he was beating a black one. Check out our documentary. He was racist to a two. It's called Hidden Niggas. It's about. It's about Brad Pitt and his discipline. Mm-mm. Hitting niggas, H I T T I N apostrophe. And niggas. y'all thought he was the savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Brad is reportedly much happier because he has been spending more time with his children in recent weeks. The Fury star is feeling more upbeat since he started seeing his kids. Maddox fifteen, Pax thirteen, Zahara twelve, that's the black one, Shiloh ten, and the eight year old twins, Knox and Vivian, more often. The source said he seemed to be to have a more positive outlook. Things seem more better now. He can spend more time with them. He seems much happier. He has missed his kids terribly. The kids are his whole world. It's all he cares about. And the Hollywood star is happy to work uh, with his estranged wife in the hopes it will make the split easier on the children. The insider said Brad is willing to work with Angie so they can have peace for the kids. That what is ultimately what it ultimately comes down to is that he just wants to be with the kids. Earlier this month, the former couple released their first joint statement since the actress filed for divorce in September. So there you guys go y'all caught up on white people news and hopefully that'll make you happy uh people always like i live for the white people news all right let's go to guest the race now then it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show go across all the podcasts and we read a play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess 
the race and of course they're all races and guess the race is brought to you by bevel bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps at getbevel.com slash tbgwt it's valentine's okay you only got a couple weeks you need to start ordering your bevel now so you're gonna be looking fresh on valentine's day so that she'll be wanting to like get close to you and smell what you smell like okay come with all kinds of creams and oils and all this stuff like your skin your skin won't just feel smooth and look smooth and be smooth but you also gonna be smooth as a person like you're gonna be like mm, girl let me order you that steak you know or whatever it is i don't know what your budget is even if it's just a two for 20 at applebee's do what you got to do but make sure you look good doing it get bevel.com slash tbgwt also makes an excellent valentine's day gift okay maybe you're getting tired of looking at that shit on his face too okay yeah he's he's treating you nice he's a good guy but you really would like him to be you know a little better shave less bumps less irritation give him the gift of no irritation for the rest of the year get bevel.com slash tbg wt a teen has been arrested for stabbing a person in the face over a juice box oh what kind of juice a teen in st john's county is accused of stabbing a middle-aged man in the face of a juice box the st john's county sheriff's officers arrested 18 year old tavage tobler on tuesday after responding to a residence on herbert street according to the arrest report tobler stabbed the victim in the lower left jaw causing bodily harm and permanent disfigurement the, the victim told investigators the altercation ensued over a minute made fruit punch juice box aha the juice is important to me the two are roommates according to the roommates okay all right how old was he they just said middle age right all right the two were roommates according to the report tobler told deputies there was a fight because the victim drinking his juice tobler says things turned physical when the victim started putting his finger in tobler's face tobler then hit the victim in the face but he claims he didn't stab him tobler was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon guess the race of tavage tobler white karen's going with white let's check the chat room what they think the race of tavage tobler is um mm -mm -mm. i feel like the color of that juice when he got done with him was red (laughs) um all right let's check the chat room see what you guys believe uh get your hands off my juice box black he described the flavor as red black ha <laughs> real black uh since it was juice and not drink i'm gonna say white white ah. don't touch a black man's juice probably just left a swallow black hey how about a nice hawaiian punch black <laughs> we all know donald sterling wouldn't be roommates with a black person he's white didn't don't touch my apple juice black porch monkey that doesn't know that tampico is not freshly squeezed oh uh, and lastly uh didn't realize i was holding a knife white the correct answer is and karen mm-hmm. you got it wrong he was black what some of you did get it right
I mean, the boy's name is Tavage, Karen. How could you not know? <laughs> you thought you heard Tavage and went white? Mm-mm-mm. Well, you never know white folks naming their kids chickpea, chickpeas and things, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what, Karen? He's got the juice now. Sorry about that pun, guys. <laughs> we'll move on. I know that's the last straw. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he stabbed him like he had to stab the jaw in that juice box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get a little bit for that. That's terrible. <laughs> Mm-mm. like you're trying to just get out the box today <laughs> <All right. laughs> i knew you were gonna try to do one as soon as the minute i made that pun oh minute made let's go all right all right, all right. That's, enough. Oh, that's a good one that's enough uh <laughs> that's a real good one all right um uh, <laughs> uh my well, no 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 not this dude i don't want to do this dude how about how about all right here's one a suspect has been arrested after a man was beaten to death with a helmet inside of a walmart what mm-hmm a manhunt ended wednesday night you can see your screen y'all can see my screen oh no that's terrible now we can't do this i'm sorry okay everybody was cheating <laughs> how was it all about? i'm sorry everybody that was I my fault i looked up and was like wait a minute why are we seeing now movie? i gotta scroll all the way to the bottom and find one y'all didn't see jesus uh how about a couple is arrested for stealing a lawnmower after riding it around in the nude claiming someone swiped their clothes while they went skinny dipping <laughs> going right out the box huh uh <laughs> all right in it dipping mm-hmm. uh a missouri couple was arrested after someone spotted them riding a stolen lawnmower while naked tanya harper and larry webster uh tanya's 40 larry's 55 were busted around 8 30 a.m damn a.m Ooh, that was at it bright and early in the morning when a neighbor saw the man driving a lawnmower with the woman on his lap when deputies arrived a couple were standing near a friend's house presumably with their clothes back on they didn't deny the incident instead claiming to jasper county authorities that they were skinny dipping at a nearby turkey creek when a man emerged from the wood and stole their clothes they claimed that found an orange lawnmower in the woods and drove it home they now face felony charges for stealing the lawnmower a five thousand dollar kabuta um the spoken gun reported the owner said he left his lawnmower on his property not abandoned in the woods the couple has been released on 500 dollars bond each sticking with white mm-hmm. check the chat room see what they believe right. uh someone said 21 tavage ha that's good peak whiteness the definition of whiteness white with red lines uh let's see sat sit on daddy's lap caucasian <laughs> okay the caulk so white they voted for trump twice 
glow in the dark white (laughs) surviving is enough adventure for black folks they're definitely white i'm gonna say black because they caught the charge (laughs) it it was a felony uh working with the farm equipment uh sex talk white oh give trump a chance white give trump a chance white uh of course the correct answer is and karen this time you got it white some of you guys missed it oh yeah he got a porn mustache right and she got that purple she got the purple streaks in her hair it's like he walk up and he go uh anyway uh let's go to the bonus round oh wait i meant <laughs> double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race bonus round guess the race so far karen's one for one uh but we're gonna see if she can come out on end on a high note all right let's get this racist racism going um intoxicated new mexico grandmother 52 was arrested after letting her drunk 13 year old grandson driver what white a new mexico grandmother was arrested after the after the vehicle she was riding in pulled over uh, was pulled over and it was discovered her allegedly drunken 13 year old grandson was driving a car during a traffic stop, the New Mexico deputies found an intoxicated minor behind the wheels. Uh, San Juana Marquero Mendez, 52, was highly intoxicated in the blue 1994 Oldsmobile backseat. Santa Fe deputy Clay Collison pulled the pair over on Thursday after he spotted the car weaving. The 13-year-old was believed to be drunk and was unlicensed. Upon her arrest... You don't say at 13... Uh, upon her arrest mercado mendez uh stumbled into the patrol car and according to the santa fe new mexican uh officers say they also found two open cores light cans in the vehicle ha ah uh, yeah i changed mine this is mexican uh, okay uh it is unclear whether they were going where they were going but officers said the vehicle stopped near mercado mendez's home mercado mendez has been charged with suspicion of contributing to the delinquency of a minor child abuse and possession of an open container alcohol in a motor vehicle the minor was taken into custody but refused a blood test according to police he faces charges of aggravated dwi fell into yield to an emergency vehicle driving without a license failing to maintain lanes and having an open alcoholic beverage in the motor vehicle Mercado Mendez was arrested on Friday, 2015, on a charge of driving, uh, oh wait, February of, Friday, of 2015, on a charge of driving with a suspended or revoked license. Oh, so this is a case of, my license is fucked up, but you only 13, they won't, they won't, they won't catch me if a minor's driving, and you won't go to jail because you just a kid. Mm-hmm. They was like, Wrong. These charges, child. Wrong. You still can't be in there letting them operate the motor vehicle. Right with open containers ah you and the baby drunk uh yeah also a suspicion of larceny and two counts of contributing to the delinquency of a minor that was that was last year that was 2015 oh no 
it's not known if either of them have an attorney guess the race of what was her first name uh sanwana makato mendez shout out to the baby that was like nope you will not be drug testing me mm-hmm. uh let's check the chat room cores drive drive your abuela is uh, to the bodega latina about to get their dreaming asses deported in mexico you son of a bitch eve oh uh he his the cop was surprised that only two latinos are in the car oh latina um single day my no latina crackling under the pressure of trump's anti-brown hate latina right can i get a drink can i get a cause like i mean this nigga is trying to kill us uh mexican mexican wall financier Aww. wall wall financiers spinny gonzalez should have never stopped latino <laughs> yeah they got that slow folk gonzalez uh at any rate uh everybody's right they were latino oh man all right that was some good racism to end the day <laughs> you guys are very racist uh sore ratchet this time guys let's get to the sword ratchetness uh a man is accused of attacking a woman with a ninja sword at a waikiki hotel oh shit damn that's where you go to get away from your troubles i'm trying to tell you trouble follow you all the way there right did somebody uh pick up their name on a ninja mission uh this is your assignment yeah you have to kill her a man is being held on half a million dollars bail after police say he attacked a woman with a sword in Waikiki. Now, Half a million dollars bail. Half a million dollars? That's some change. 46-year-old Brian Shacher used the, quote, ninja sword to attack the woman inside the lobby of the Eva Hotel on Cartwright Road around noon game. on Saturday. Shacher is charged with assault. He appeared in court today and will be back on Thursday. Now, as for the victim, she was working at the hotel's front desk and was taken to the hospital in serious condition what the fuck he just ran in the hotel and attacked the woman in the lobby with ninja sword that was working there mm-hmm. hit that right bumper and then press a and slice not to be outdone canada ontario man with a sword threatens to behead a woman who offered him coffee how dare she okay how dare you offer me some coffee was it black no sugar no cream <laughs> a 49 year old man is facing charges after allegedly waving a sword and threatening to behead a woman who offered him coffee police in kingston ontario say the weekend encounter took place at a local home the victim allegedly asked the man if he wanted any coffee or food and soon determined that he had been drinking when she indicated that he would wait when she indicated he would have to leave if he didn't stop drinking police allegedly alleged he grabbed a sword from the counter of the room and threatened to cut off her head okay you can stay damn they say he then began waving it at her as she reached for a phone to call the police prompting her to flee the room and take her son along for protection police arrested a man without incident and charged him with assault with a deadly weapon uttering death threats and possession of a dangerous weapon 
where we started with a canadian crime we end with a canadian crime we'll be back tomorrow guys i hope you guys have a good rest of the day Mm -hmm. um and we'll see you guys then until then love you i love you too